This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Right, well, Merry Christmas and season's greetings to all. And thank you, as always, for your positive and very welcome feedback about ShrimpNet, the podcast of the Shrimps Trust. Join us this week to discuss all the latest on and off the field at the Mazuma. We have the babysitting boardroom tour de force, Charlie Appleyard. Welcome along, Charlie. Evening, guys. Uh, and uh, making his second appearance on ShrimpNet, so he must have drawn the very, very short straw, uh, and he's missing out on uh, watching live football. It's midfield maestro Jake Taylor. Thanks for joining us, Jake. No worries. Good evening. So, um, where do we start? The usual format. We'll start with uh, our game last Saturday. A 2-1 defeat at Plymouth. Uh, now, I was watching this from afar on iFollow. Uh, tell me you were there, uh, Joel, and Jake, you were there because you were playing in it. I thought they were a bloody good side. I thought they had pace all over the place and high-pressed, and I thought they were probably one of the best sides I've seen this season. Discuss, Joel. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I thought I thought we started with some good positive intent. You know, we were pressing high yeah. and created a few little openings, had a couple of shots and range. You know, forced them to boot out of play a couple of times. Maybe didn't quite make the most of those moments, but... They're a good team. That you know, the the top of the table for the reason for for a reason. They're going to be hard to break down at points, and they've got a very very good keeper sitting behind the defense as well. You know, I think we'll touch on this more later. But it was essentially the battle of the two best keepers in the division. Yeah. Uh, but and then I think I think Derek touched on Michael Edwards getting a chance uh, coming off the uh, off the right hand side. He just got broke through and got a one on one, and that seemed to kind of swing momentum. And just looking back on the game, I think that sounds about right. You know, they that did seem that kind of midpoint of the first half did seem to be a bit of a turning point. After which they kind of they really got their they just kind of got their backs up. They, I think they knew that they were looking at you know and I think they knew that a win would put them in a good position to go top potentially. So you could tell. I mean, I related back to when we got promoted. You know, that kind of aura we had when we were just quite confident we were going to win and just keep driving and I think when you're in that kind of mood Plymouth really just they just really flow from there and they were really good I don't think we went out with any negative intent I just thought they were fun. they were really really good in the day uh Bali Mumba down the left in the first half right in the second half he, he was fantastic uh uh Michael uh Danny Mayer in midfield you know no he, there. yeah exactly that some of the spins he was doing to get away from our players you know it, it was really good and Niall Ennis up front, he got man of the match and deservedly so. He was fantastic. He, did, he had a bit of everything, a bit of pace, a bit of skill. Morgan podcast, not Plymouth podcast. I've, yeah, <laughs> but I've got, I've got to analyse the game and that's what I saw in front of me, a, a, a team playing really, really well. And it was it was difficult, you know, it was difficult to play against them. And I think sometimes that, that's what happens. And, and on the day, the, I, think, I think that we can deny that the better team won, but we'll come up against easier teams this season, thankfully. Yeah, and I think I think um, well, it's disappointing to travel 660 miles and come back with nothing. I think 32 shots against eight tells you all you need to know, Charlie. But um, 
I want to I want to chat a little bit about yeah. There was a chance Jensen Weir had it uh, yeah. a in shot, which the keeper did well to save at nil nil, and then uh, arguably we scored the goal of the game. <laughs> Jensen Weir's got a really good chance. Uh, must say, just as an aside, Jake, be very very careful, mate. The next few weeks, to, to curse the podcast. Basically, he came on last time, but we got injured straight away. Um, Gibbs Gibbo came on three oh, weeks ago, on. was out after that. Cooney came on last time with an absolute nightmare against that guy on Saturday. Yeah. So be very, very careful, my friend. Be very, very careful. <laughs> it's it's not us. It's a curse. It's just not yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought I thought we did I thought we did okay really. But um, you know, even Cosgrove Saturday, you see Cosgrove score on Saturday, he's got a he's got a hat trick against his old club Wimbledon last last night. It's obviously on good form, but um two one again. Um we did what we did okay, I think, but you know, long way to go, and um, it was pretty frustrating at the moment for everyone. I, I repeat, I, I think they're probably up, up there with the best I've seen this season. The way they played at home, uh, their front, well, particularly two wide men and the centre forward, they all had pace to burn. And uh, Jake, that must have been the, you know, it was a pretty tricky, pretty tricky. Uh, game to play in because the simple fact is but they had lots of the ball they moved it very quickly we competed pretty well but uh and as you said you know you know you were involved in the goal just keeping it and then you know dragging them out and i i still maintain we did score the goal of the game but obviously you know and it, it, a little bit what was the feeling in the dressing room about the the uh, injury time penalty shout for cole jake uh, I've, I've not seen it back, but the initial thought it, that it was a penalty and Cole was adamant that he did get um, brought down. But I think you know the referees in the league. They, you know, I don't. It's going to be hard for him to give that for us. You know, in front of a home home support. Um, but looking at it from my point of view, from behind him, it looked like he'd, he'd got dragged down. But you know, I don't think we've had a, any sniff of any penalty this season. Um, mm-hmm. And we've had a lot, an awful lot of games as well. So, oh, oh, there's the Daxons. There's Scott. Yeah, apologies. Pick her up. Yeah. Pick her up. It's okay. Pick her up. It's fine. If she if she wants to be take, she obviously wants to take part in the podcast. So we've got to, you know, we've got to let her do it. I don't know why the missus always buys them these squeaky balls. I don't know why she does it. Um, <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, yeah. Well, we yeah we did fall as a penalty and call for is got hard done by so um but that's just kind of the look that we're having at the minute and hopefully you know it starts turning for us because we could do it with a penalty here and there just to you know boost confidence really and the, the, the one against us and this is like i say only from my obviously you were there joel and you were watching it jake you're there he, he, he when i watched it back and believe you me it wasn't plymouth plymouth do their own tv they don't do i follow and they do Plymouth TV. And the only thing I want to tell you about it is every shot they had, all 32 of them, they showed you the replay four times. Jensen Weir shot, they didn't show again. And our goal, they didn't show again. So I believe you when I tell you, I when they gave the penalty, I was like, oh, I'm not so sure. And I watched, and they showed it three more times. And he was going down before Jacob even got there. He just touched the ball and started falling so that he fell into Jake. But that's just the way it is. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't, Jake. Exactly. And I think I think on the day he was influenced by the crowd, in my opinion, obviously. Any little touch on their player, the the, the fans are going to get on the referee's back and, you know, force a decision. I think he 
think he kind of bottled that one, to be honest with you, and, and, and folded under the pressure. But it's just um, maybe we've got to be a bit cuter in situations like that as well. Yeah, not decisions, right. every decisions to make and, you know, be a bit cuter on that side. But, you know, like I say, that it was a very soft penalty, in my opinion. And uh, I, I want to come to... Uh... I want to. I want to come to see if Anthony O'Connor's been uh, giving the strikers any any uh, any lessons this week on turning and finishing in the box because when we scored, obviously it was a twenty pass move, uh, and it was really really nice football. We were patient and we went and got and got created that gap overlap down the left and got the crossing. And uh, when I saw it, it was Anthony O'Connor. I was like, oh, oh bloody hell, he scored! <laughs> so uh, a great goal, goal. Yeah, fantastic goal. I think, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was a funny one, just, just moving the ball around a little bit, trying to probe a little bit here and there. Maybe Plymouth sat off a little bit because they were two in the up, uh, as you do at that point in the game. And then just a nice ball over the top. I think it's Melbourne down the left wing. Good to see him coming back. And I think he's done all right in the last couple of games when he's come on and added that kind of bit of attacking, a bit of attacking thrust from left wing back, which is quite good at. And then he's cut it back across nicely, I think. The first touch from O'Connor as well. I think uh, he sells his man, goes around the outside, and then kind of gets caught with his back to goal and turn and finish. You know, it's uh, it's straight out of a striker's playbook, really. <laughs> so I'm I'm fully expecting him this week, uh, Jake, to be uh, going. Er, Cole, er, Kieran, give it here. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't blame him if he did. To be fair, it was a great finish. Obviously, like you mentioned, the first touch really created him that space and you know he took it really well to be fair and you know I know it was only five minutes to go but we had the you know we had the confidence then to go up the other end and obviously had that shout for the penalty and it could have you know could have nipped to draw it by the end of it but no like you say it was a great finish from Ant and um, yeah I might be taking some notes from him to be honest. Yeah good <laughs> so we're approaching the festive season obviously the game's coming thick and fast and it's always it's always a tricky time for footballers because obviously you want to balance your sort of family commitments with uh, obviously the the fact that you've got to sort of take watch what you eat etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, apart from Ryan Cooney, obviously, <laughs> who, uh, who we had him on last time, and he said, "I just like I like my food. What can I say?" So I was like, "Oh well, Ryan will have a Christmas dinner." But anyway, so yeah, you, it, it's it's a strange time for footballers because obviously we've got. Going stick and fast, 26th, 29th, and then 2nd of January. Um, and obviously, in our sort of like predicament at the moment, every every point is really, really, really important. So, um, I, I, I as <laughs> do you know yet? Has Derek got you in on Christmas Day? Yeah, we're in Christmas Day. Yeah. I knew that was happening. I knew that was it because he has got a history of doing that, Jake. I must be honest. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but he might buy your presents. You don't know. Hopefully. Hopefully. So, but, um, but no, it's, it's part and parcel of the job, I suppose. Um, you know, played under managers that like the day off themselves and have also on the other hand, have played under managers that, you know, get us in and, you know, it's just a normal working day. So. Um, yeah, this year he's got us in, and you know we'll be working, you know, working hard and towards the Port Vale game. And obviously, yeah, you've said it, Port Vale. Uh, so some vested interest there. Obviously, uh, you having uh, having a large part, a successful part of your career there. Um, so it's quite a big day on Boxing Day because we could do, we could do with improving our away record, Joel. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, this little run of games. I know I was listening to Derek's interview with. Uh, 
with the club on the radio and obviously understandably he doesn't like to get drawn in this scene because you're talking about other clubs and you don't you know it feels a bit disrespectful and you don't want to kind of overhype certain games uh but ultimately you know it's a, it's a run of fixtures that are kind of quite close together you can maybe build a little bit of momentum and i think compared to some of the little runs we've had earlier this season consume we've had you know uh, Derby, Ipswich and Plymouth all over the past couple of months having Port Vale who in fairness have done very well this season the mid-table uh, and then after that we've got is it Accrington and Burton and then the following well, yeah, we, we've got a little, I've got a little bit down here did a bit, did a bit of prep work for the first time mm-hmm. but then uh, we've got Port Vale Accrington Burton Cheltenham um, so Act- uh, Port Vale at home Ipswich away and Bristol Rovers at home Five home games, three away games. Yeah, it's basically, it's basically it's just a real, real, real shame that the Charlton game got frozen off. Yeah, because he got a good positive result against Charlton. I mean, I don't know if he scores Charlton's goals last week against Bristol Rovers. Absolutely shocking defending. You know, we could have got if we, if we just got three extra points, bit a couple more, bit of confidence and in going to these games. It's a, be a really, really good situation. But you know, these eight games coming before the end of January. Pretty pivotal, aren't they? They are, and uh, and uh, it, strangely, just just a positive result at Port Vale. Maybe you know, away from home, you take a point, and then actually consolidating and and getting some luck against Accrington, and maybe getting something against Burton, and all of a sudden you could find yourself quite easily sort of like catching up with fifth from bottom, which is, you know, I mean, there's so many games to go, Jake. It's just, it's ridiculous to say, oh, we're doomed, but. You know, from that point of view, we do need to get wins because we're, we're quite adept at getting draws, but we seem to be struggling with the wins, don't we? We do, as the obviously the league table shows, but I think, you know, there's been many games this year where, you know, there's games we've drawn and we, we really should have won. Um, and it's just, you know, that's, the draws are probably what cost us points and that's the probably one of the main reasons why we're obviously on the points tally we are. Um like you say, we do need to be picking up more wins. Um, and obviously, the Christmas period is a great chance to do that because the games come thick and fast, and you know it's all guns blazing, really. Um, and hopefully, we can we can start that on Boxing Day um, against Vale, and you know hopefully get get a run going and kick on. So, what what, what do you think of my idea of you uh, texting your, uh, your your ex colleagues at Port Vale on Christmas Day to wish them a Merry Christmas? And saying, just have an extra roast potato and some extra turkey and some mince pies and some Christmas pudding. Because, you know, we're rubbish. You'll you'll easily beat us tomorrow. Do you, you think that'd work? I doubt it. I doubt it. You know, I think most of the lads there are pretty professional, to be fair. So, uh, I think they'll be, they'll eat quite a bit, to be fair. But they, um, I think <laughs> quite sensible. Damn. But there's, there's one game we missed out there, three. So, 28 games before the end of Jan. Should get twenty-one points pretty easily, but there's the 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 the, the curse of Cambridge away in there as well. Oh well, they'll get a penalty, won't they? Because they always get a penalty against those Cambridge, particularly yeah, but, there. If you look at that run of run of fixtures, um, we could we could really really turn it around. We really could. We could be mid-table by end of January, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah? Well, at least it's not playoffs. Well, I, I was looking. I was looking at the I was looking at that Derek turnaround actually the other week that he mentioned just before the Plymouth game. I think it was after right. 20 games in his first season in League One with Plymouth, he was on 17 points. And after 20 games, uh, we, we were on 15 points. So 
and he I think he turned it around and you think he oh, it was something ridiculous. He got something like oh can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, it was about sixty points in the second. No, it was about fifty points in the second half of the season. And they just missed out on the and play. They, yeah, and they actually missed out. They they could have actually gotten in. They lost the last two games of the season. So, yeah, uh, yeah it, it does show you. I I don't think. I mean, to miss, we don't need the turnaround that massive. We only need basically the form of a decent mid-table team to get out of between now and the end of the season to get out of the out of the relegation zone. But yeah, it, it does show you that these things do turn around and. We've had a few injuries over the over these first few months of the season. You know, things haven't quite been given the opportunity to gel. There was a, a fair bit of squad turnover as well. And I think these things take time to settle. Uh, I'll mention the C word again, continuity. That's what Port Vale have had over the past couple of seasons with keeping the same man. They've had the same manager and they kind of called the squad to build around. And I think when, I keep saying it, but when you were a club, like, the size of ours competing against you, switches and your Plymouth. The one, the thing that you can achievably do better than them a lot of the time is continuity. And unfortunately, you know, with managerial changes, that's not been able to happen over the past couple of years. But hopefully, we are we are able to fight through it this season and start kind of really building that core of a side. And as we head into the, like you said, the busy sort of fixtures that are coming up, and Charlie mentioned the ones that are coming up there. Um, it is a good time, as you've already said. Max Melbourne's come back and, and played a part. Um, and obviously, Jake, you yourself, uh, a, a bloody awful injury for you, which just as you were finding your feet, really, and it's sort of uh, set you back a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, it's kind of the way it goes, really. When you obviously get in a run of games, you get in that sort of match fitness, uh, and then you go down with an hamstring injury. Like you say, it went ideal. Um, but, you know, that's... I suppose that's, you know, part and parcel of football. You're going to pick up injuries and hopefully now I can just get a run of games where, you know, stay injury-free and uh, get that sharpness back. And that's that's been, the, the like I say, that's been the tale because obviously, um, I don't know, I, I don't know, I'll ask, I'll ask Charlie, what's what's the progress with Ash Hunter? Because obviously he might he might be back January maybe. He's training again, isn't he, with the... Uh... With 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 the Ollie, but um, he's not back till February, Derek said. Right, so when they, they, were, hoping, they were hoping it was going to be January, so it's obviously been set back a bit, which is a shame. But uh, it, like you say, we've got we've got more choices now. We have a stronger bench than we've probably had all season, Jake. Uh, we've got but, a bench. Yeah, we have got a bench. Yeah, <laughs> that is a I bench. mean, but I mean, you, you turn the negatives into a positive, and Adam May was brought brought in through necessity and has now uh, earned himself a professional contract because he's done absolutely brilliant. So, you know, the, the, you, you put it into perspective and think, well, that wouldn't have happened if everybody had been fit, would it, Jake? So, No, exactly. And especially for a young lad, that's, you know, the chance that you're hoping for. Maybe a lack of form, a suspension um, and injuries in our cases. Um, and then it's up to you, you know, young lads to go and take your chance. And Adam's done that really, really well, to be fair. He's, he's come in and been been really good um but no that's all it takes and you know it's uh like you say you've turned a negative into a positive absolutely so looking at looking at you you've just come back uh like you say from that awkward hamstring injury and you you've been available um we've got yourself as the sort of like <laughs> elder statesman in midfield because you're you're alongside jensen and liam most of the time um and uh uh, obviously, those two are sort of like fairly wet behind the ears. Uh, and it, what, what's it been like playing with those two? Because obviously, 
me and Joel have been saying for weeks we can't wait for the three of you to get all fit and get back together because like we we think we can you know we can you, the three of you can make a difference. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. To be fair, you know Liam and and uh, gents are really good good young players. Um, obviously, eager to learn and you know really taking the opportunity to play games um, here at Morecambe. Um, and uh, they've been they've been really good for us. To be fair, um, like I say, the you know the Two two good lads, two good players. Um, but no, I've, I've enjoyed playing with them. And like you say, just we need just to all stay fit and and get a run of games together and start, you know, clicking as a as a midfield. And I, and I think looking at it, and we discuss we discuss this every week. It is no secret. Um, our our goals for column is the is the problem, Joel, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I think it's been tricky. I think there's been a little bit of a mix. I think. Early in the season, there were kind of moments where maybe if a couple had been tucked away, it would have just given us a bit of that positive momentum and confidence to finish them off. And then, but yeah, it, it's tricky. And I think in the final third, it, you know, they, it's a bit of a truism, but obviously scoring goals is the hardest thing. And learning a relationship with your, with your teammates to kind of be able to unlock defenses at this level, it, you know, it, it's something that takes time. And Obviously, with the injuries and the disruptions, that doesn't make it any easier. But I think, yeah, I think I think we have seen in recent weeks that we are starting to create a bit more. I think Plymouth was a really tough game, and after about thirty minutes, it was a bit of a struggle to create. But in the yeah. game preceding that, I think we were definitely creating a bit more. I, I kind of see it which is a bit of a turning point in the season. Since then, I think I, I do feel like the, cons- the the performance levels have been a bit consistently a little bit higher. So yeah, I, I think it's just a case of. Yeah, people coming back from injuries and hopefully being able to gel a bit more and just get that kind of fluency to be able to really break down teams in the final third. And I'll come back to what Jake said before because we have been, we've been in recent months, we've been competing pretty well. Uh, like you said, from the Ipswich game on with us, maybe only Sheffield Wednesday in the cup where we sort of uh, didn't look really our best. We've competed really well. It's been, it's been the odd goal defeat. And what what's it what does that get you down in the dressing room or do you just think sooner or later? I mean, and I said this last time, Barry Roach was convinced somebody soon's going to get a tonkin. We're going to everything we hit's going to go in because it's due to, and I, and I agree with that. Unfortunately, I voiced that before the Exeter game, and we uh, we <laughs> we didn't have many chances that game, so I'm not going to say that again. But what's it like in the dressing room? Is there a sort of disappointment? We're not coming away with, we're not, we're not turning these chances into goals. Or would you, do you just think it's a question of carrying on doing the same things and it'll fall? It has been frustrating, um, especially in, you know, certain games, you know, take the Portsmouth one, for example, where, you know, the lads perform really well. Um, and they're, they're the games that I've mentioned that, you know, them draws, you know, they've got to be turned into wins. Um, it does get you down. Like, you know anything would if you you know you bottom of the table you you know you're not winning the games that you may you maybe should be um but like I say you just got to keep the faith keep positive and you know hopefully it'll turn turn in our favor and like you say we might give someone a tonkin soon well I, I sincerely you know I mean I hope it's you know just soon because I think it'd do personally I think it'd do wonders for the, the entire squad because you seem to be fairly together but every time you know it's got to be difficult. And we discussed this with Ryan and we discussed this with Gibbo. You know, it's understandable if you're like, you, you know, you play pretty well for half an hour, 40 minutes, something like that. And then they took a chance away against you. And it, it's got to be hard to keep your heads up, hasn't it? 
It is, yeah. It is, yeah. But that's just the nature of football, um, unfortunately. Um, you know, you've just got to keep focusing, you know, believe in each other and, you know, believe in what we're doing. Um, but like you say, you know, there's been games where we've done really well and, you know, like the Exeter game, for example, we got ahead and then they, they equalised straight away. Um, and then the games, you know, maybe we've got to be cuter in certain aspects. Um even if that's defending or, you know, even offensively as well, we've just got to be a bit cute in, in them situations. But um, no, we've just got to keep, you know, trusting each other and hopefully, you know, we can get some wins on the on the board. Uh, Joel, I'll hand uh, Jake over to you. Yeah, just going back to the kind of the attacking side of things, I think when when we've had Derek on before and when we've spoken to kind of other attacking attackers and attacking midfielders, I think the impression we get is, is a lot of, Derek likes to give attacking players a lot of freedom in, in the final third and just kind of have that thing. And so what I would ask is, is that still the case? And from that, is it? do you find that you need a bit of time to just kind of gel and learn each other's patterns and kind of mannerisms in, in play? It is still the case, but you've got to obviously work within a system as well. Uh, you can't just go off and, you know, if I'm playing right wing, I can't stand, you know, on the left side of the pitch. You've got to work within the system. Um but no, it's you know it's about just about getting them relationships again, like you say, you know, getting used to. I know it's been you know a few months now, but like you say, the injuries have not helped. Obviously, missing Ash, um, who was playing at the start of the season, because you start you start to develop a relationship between you know the players you're playing with, and then new ones come in, and then you've got to get used to their game. So it's you know it's, it's taking a little bit of time, um, but you know hopefully with everyone getting back now, we can start clicking and um, scoring more goals because I think that's. You know, that's something we've got to start doing. So, yeah, obviously, we've got a bit of a, a few games to hopefully be able to do that over the Christmas period. So, with, with these kind of short turnaround in games, is that something that you quite like to have or is it a bit of a gruel? I'd rather it than, say, the week we've had where it's a 10-day 10 10-day 10 break or before that when it was the Charlton one when it got postponed. So, you, you know, you get a week's gone and you've got no game two weeks. You know, you want to start rolling off the games. Um, it is grueling, I'll be honest, but uh, I think you'd rather that than, you know, postponements here and there. I guess it's kind of like relates to kind of finding your rhythm because I think, as I'm sure you probably know better than most, obviously being injured for the past couple of months, it, it knocks a bit of a rhythm out of you. And I know a few other players have said this. Do you, do you find you kind of hit your best form when you are able to kind of swing into that rhythm and get that sharpness back? Exactly, that's it. Um and I felt that I was getting to a certain point before the hamstring injury. Um, but obviously, you're not, you know, you can't help it if you pick up a, an injury here and there. It's just part and parcel of the game. Um, but hopefully, you know, I can, you know, get a few games now and, and get that chance back because like, any any player will tell you you need games. You know, you can do all the training and all the rehab stuff you like to you know, gain just natural fitness, but it's nothing like actual match fitness um, and that match sharpness, not just in your legs, but in, in your head as well. So with those kind of short turnarounds, is there is there any particular little routine that you like to have to kind of recover in time for the next game? Just your usual stuff, eating right, sleeping, um, obviously ice baths, um, compression garments, all the usual stuff just to give you the best best chance and make you feel you know, as 100% as you possibly can. You're never going to be 100% going into games where it's, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, or in this case, every every three days. Um, 
but you've just got to be, you know, a level of professionalism and that gives you the best chance to obviously feel as good as you possibly can. But uh, I bet ice baths are quite fun at this time of year. Any time of year, they're not nice. <laughs> 40 degrees, just, they'd still be horrible. I know, yeah, true, actually, I, I imagine. So I think it's been, you've been a good few months now, you've been in League One. So what are you kind of finding are the main differences between this level and, and League Two? I'd say apart from maybe the top eight teams, not a lot um, in terms of competitiveness or, you know, quality-wise, if, if you don't want to say. Um, I think, you know, the top eight above are very, very, you know, could easily, I think, cope maybe in bottom half of the championship quality-wise. I think they keep the ball better than probably teams in League Two do or probably the bottom half of League One. Um, probably that's the biggest uh, difference. But, um, you know, I think, I think we've competed well and that's, um, you know, a testament to ourselves and um, hopefully, like you say, you can move that forward and, and turn uh, turn some games into wins. Yeah, because it's been interesting watching us kind of compete against. Because I think, like, I think you're right. A lot of those players in, in those top sides, like your Ipswiches and your Derbies, you know, they've. I know he didn't play against us, but Derby have got Conor Horan, uh, that midfield pairing for Ipswich, Morsey and Evans, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, obviously Barry Bannon. You know, there's some serious players for this level. So when when you, but I think if we look at our performances against them, they've been quite snappy and at them. And when when you play teams and players like that, and they, they come with a bit of a reputation, does that almost kind of fire up and give you a bit of a lift towards to kind of raising your game to them? It does, and I think this season we've probably performed better against the top teams. Um, you know, like the Derbys and the Portsmouths, uh, even Sheffield Wednesday at home before. Obviously, the, the couple of set piece goals. Um, we've competed really well. Uh, it, it does it does give you an added boost when you're coming up against you know the likes of Barry Bannon, who's obviously played at the highest level. Conor Horahan, likewise. Um, but I wouldn't say like you differentiate any games. Um, you wouldn't say, oh, I'm gonna, you know, be more up for Derby than I would say, you know, up for Cheltenham. You know, you just go into every game with the same mindset. Um, but no, I think. Like I said, I think we've competed really well against the top top eight, top ten teams. I think, yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think I've we've seen that, especially over these past couple of months since that switch game. I think one one of the other patterns that might be emerging a little bit as well is it is it feels like our our, our home performances are a, a bit stronger than the away ones. And is that something that you feel is natural, or is there something about the home support, or maybe like the, the travelling to, to different grounds and, and kind of in, in uncomfortable environments that you feel might be making a bit of a difference? It's, like, it's always harder to play away from home. Um, I think most teams would would say the same. It's, you know, unfamiliar surroundings. Obviously, fans are probably 90% against you. Um, so, it, it is, I'd say it is more difficult to play away from home. But, you know, you've got great opportunities to go and play at the likes of, you know, Hillsborough and Portman Road at, at this level um, and play against some good teams. So, you know, usually it is harder to play away from home, like I've said, but, um, you know, we've got to make our home farm a little bit better as well um, and make our place a little bit more of a fortress. All right, interesting stuff. Cheers. Back to you, Freeze. So, uh, before we move on to discuss uh, the upcoming fixtures, I don't think we can let, let Connor Ripley pass without speaking about what's going on there. 
because um, uh, as you alluded to, Rock, uh, there, Joel, um, their guy cut inside after about 25 minutes and had a fantastic shot, which Connor read all the way and pushed away and then made save after save after save. And obviously the penalty, a well-struck penalty, headed arrowed for the bottom corner. He hit it really well. Uh, Baz has obviously done his own work with the penalty taker and Connor knew which way to go, went down on his line, saved it brilliantly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he's, he's, you know, (laughs) standing on the the home terrace and the batter card behind the goal, People were saying after four or five games, oh, I don't know about, don't know about, because obviously we had Trevor last year and he was fantastic. Oh, I'm not sure about Connor. I don't think there's anybody not sure about Connor now, because dear me, he's put in some fantastic performances on these job. Yeah, they've been brilliant. I think we can really see over these past couple of months, he, you know, he's really settled down. He's playing in excellent form. I think it's something around 78% of penalties get scored. Uh, and so far this season, Connor has saved 80% of penalties. So that <laughs> <laughs> tells you how he's doing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and and I think as we saw against Plymouth, he's making lots of different kinds of saves. Like, you know, there's the, those horrible little, those horrible shots in range that bounce and skid really awkwardly in front of you. He's taken them very, very confidently. Uh, there's been reaction saves in the, in the area. There's been one-on-ones. I think one-on-ones... A lot of it is, obviously, it's your reactions, but it's also about making the right decision, when to come out, how quickly to come out. Uh, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, actually, there's a there's a guy called John Harrison on Twitter who's done this kind of big study about, like, best techniques for 1v1s, and I think Connor seems to nail it every time. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's he's, he's obviously in really good form at the moment, and, and you, you wonder if now it's at the point where, like, people are going to take a penalty against him thinking... Oh Christ! It's that guy. It's that fella. He's he's saved four out of five this season. You know he's starting to get a bit of a, I mean, almost like in the way that Emmy Martinez has now got a reputation as a quite yeah. a big penalty saver. I think well, Connor's record's even better than Martinez's. So uh, you know people are bound to get a bit a little bit intimidated by that. So yeah, hopefully it'll keep up for the rest of the season. And um, there was one particular save uh, at Lincoln uh, three weeks ago. Where they, uh, I was watching it on iFollow, and the home crowd and both commentators thought it was in, and he just stuck out a paw and tipped it over the bar, and I was like, dear lord, that was some save, really brilliant, and that's going to be great when when you see Connor in that sort of form behind you, Jake. That's going to put you in a, a sort of better place where we're like, well, we can get something from this game. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's probably been overused. Um... To say it like, say it politely, um, especially with the penalties as well. You know, some of the penalties that have been given against us on another day, they don't get given. Um, but he can only do his job and, and stop them from going in and there. And he's been, like you say, he's been brilliant the last, you know, month or so. Um, obviously, been rewarded with Player of the Month for League One. Um, but hopefully, we can help him out and you know, keep him less busy in the next games. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I don't want to talk about him next time, Charlie. I want to talk about I want to talk about our strikers knocking goals in. <laughs> that yeah, shame you so shame shame you so quiet and uh, quiet on the pitch and lacking 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 confidence. We can sort that out. Be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, he's uh, he's a bit of a wallflower, isn't he, Connor? He needs to. Yeah. Needs to That's what, at the, the worst game of the of the whole season. Mk Don's away in the Carabao Cup. There's about seven fans in there. 
he's so funny. Like any Jake, he swears so. Everyone swears so much as well. He's so he's so, so on, on everyone. They it's all crazy. do. Keepers are just a different breed, aren't they? It's unbelievable. Of the sound of their own voice. <laughs> Sorry, what? Hey, uh, <laughs> fixtures coming up, Freeze. Say again. Forthcoming fixtures. Yes, yeah, we'll talk about Accrington now. Uh, 29th, always an interesting one, Accrington. Uh, it doesn't seem to matter where they are in the league and where we are in the league. It doesn't seem to matter what their form's like and our form is like. And it doesn't seem to matter what we play like during the game. Somehow, somewhere, they managed to get us and, and get three points. And it's it's one of them where it's like, oh, what do we have to do? Uh, and I, I think, three, three, three last season, wasn't it? Yeah, case in point. Three, three and two, two. No, yeah, no yeah, two draws, two draws, which I'll take. But and obviously we, you know, I'll take. I don't want to take a draw at home. I'd have taken a point at theirs when we were out of ten men and it was nil nil. But obviously, you know, things changed, didn't they? As per usual. Um, uh, and and Accrington were obviously very nice to us because they decided to score an own goal for us. So uh, at the time, Jake was joint top scorer, OG, but anyway, never mind. <laughs> but that, you know, um, looking at that game there to go back on, uh, they didn't look great. We didn't look great. And it just basically went down to getting Arthur sent off. And that's where we were, Joel. Yeah, I think <clears throat> looking at the, you know, they've been unfortunate with uh, uh, with, with injuries. It's not with injuries, with transfers uh, in the summer. They'd, they've lost a pretty big spine of their team in Ross, I think it's Ross Sykes, uh, Cam Burgess and um, Colby Bishop. So it is a struggle, but that's that's what it, that's kind of reality for a lot of clubs at our end of the division, you know. It is, it's difficult. We're going to have put up some of our best players taken in the summer, but the down at the bottom of the table. I know people back John Coleman to be able to be a manager to get him out of it because he's done it before, but you never know. And they're around us in the table. They're a team that we can get up. We know we know that we know that uh, sorry, we know what they're going to be about. They're going to hit the ball direct quite a lot. Uh we're going to be able to cope with that. And I think hopefully we will be able to and finally get a, a three points against Accrington because it's been a bit of a while, hasn't it? And keeping the eleven on the pitch would be a good start, Charlie. I was thinking back to that Jake said about I still can't believe Arthur got banned for so long for that the challenge, wasn't it? When he went on the elbow, wasn't it? Yeah. And it, and it's so funny we, I, 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 you you watch the football league show on ITV on a on a and you see worse than that, and yeah. they've given the yellow. And it's like well You mean, you mean uh, Arthur, he's the quietest, most unassuming, least aggressive man in the whole of Morgan Football Club, if not League One. It's ridiculous. It is, you're right. But, I mean, you know, you have to live with that decision. And like you say, uh, we did appeal it. We didn't get anywhere. And that's exactly. what... like, like Mick will say, just to let you know, we're appealing it. You know, yeah. we're all like... Yeah, I know. It's like... You know you know what's coming. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it, it, it was upheld. So no, no. Yeah, exactly. So, that, you know, you, you get punished for appealing, don't you? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, Aki, Aki being on the 29th, it's it's a nice game between Christmas and New Year because the simple fact is, is that a, is that a, is that seven forty five? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. So being a seven forty five, a night match between Christmas and New Year, there'll be loads of people there. Be a great atmosphere because obviously us and Aki being sort of fairly local rivals, we came up together from the Lancashire Combination Northern Premier League. Vauxhall Conference as was, National League as is now, and League Two, and now we find ourselves playing in League One together. So we've got a massive history, Jake. 
Um, and does that come across to the players? Do you think, oh, this is a bit special? It does, yeah. And you could feel that, obviously, in the away fixture uh, that we played earlier on in the season. Um, to be fair, you know, as a new player, that's one of the first things you ask. You know, he's because obviously Morecambe's obviously a city in its town in its own right, and obviously yeah. don't have a don't share a town with anyone. So you, you know, you say he's, he's the local rivals, and that's that's the first answer you get. Stanley and, and Fleetwood, who are pretty local as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a good game. Obviously, a good atmosphere. They always are derbies, and uh, and we owe them one. So hopefully, we can get you know get the three points in that. Yeah, well said. We do all well. We all more than one, Jake. To be truthful, a testament to them. You know, they've survived the second season. Andy Hop said to me and James before they survived the second season in League One, which is really, really difficult. They have a massive, massive halo effect and good, good feeling in the first season. Second season brought back down to earth massively. We try and survive, and if you can survive two, and then maybe, three, and then you then then reset for the third one, then you can be in five, six years that like they've done. So what, what we're trying to do is survive in League One, yeah. emulate what they've done. Yeah, consolidation would be good. And I, to be honest with you, I, it, it doesn't look beyond us. It really doesn't. Because like I keep saying, yes, we're not, we're not picking up the points, but we're not, we're not getting... It's, it's one goal every game. And it's just now frustrating. But I look back to... Well, we look back to Plymouth. Fair enough, they were pretty good. But I look back to Lincoln. I look back to Cheltenham. I looked at, and I'm like, that's a one-goal defeat where it was like, you know, it's so near yet to know so far. And strangely enough, following on from that, and another segue, we move into the Burton game on the second of January. We managed to salvage a point there, and there was nothing in that game that day, Joel, when we got a one-all draw at Burton. So, you know, yes, they'll be fired up, and Dino Mamrie will have them. Sort of like charging around like bulls in China shops, but they are beatable. We smashed yeah. them last year. Yeah, exactly. We, we did well against them last year. I think I think they, they are beatable. I think we saw that they, they were beatable when we played them, but we didn't play well enough to beat them on the day, I don't yeah. think. And I think a point was probably fair. I'd say that's actually probably one of the few times this season we've actually been a little bit lucky with the refereeing decision when Liam Shaw went hurtling in and one of their players, uh, which is quite funny. But, you know, uh, it's nice to put for one decision to go in our favour at some point. But, yeah, hopefully we won't need a uh, a screamer from Ryan Delaney to uh, bail us out, which uh, I have to say was quite surprising. I'm just about to shout, you know, you just think you don't shoot from there, Ryan, come on. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, you know, be able to beat them a bit more comfortably this and time. And Liam Shaw went hurtling into the, into the two-foot of the advertising boards with his legs stuck, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I think, I think it fell on him, didn't it? Yeah, the advertising board, he kept, I think he was able to make the next game, but yeah, imagine if we put Liam Shaw out for a while because everybody got overexcited and pushed the advertising board onto him. You could, yeah, blame Ryan Delaney for a big long knee slide. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he was thinking then because uh, it was a bit, a bit like the Anthony O'Connor one at Plymouth. And when I, I, I looked twice, and I'm like, that was bloody hell, that was Delaney. What's he doing with that? You know, but hey, we'll take him wherever they come from. But uh, there you go. But yeah, as you said, Charlie, we we uh, we did well against Burton last year. So you know, perhaps we might have, have have the Indian sign on them. You never know. Yeah, I'm just looking at these fixtures again. Port Vale away, I can tell me home. Burton at home, Cheltenham at home, Cambridge away, Port Vale at home, Ipswich away, Bristol Rovers at home. It's all on there. So see how we get on. Yeah, Bristol Rovers is a strange one though. They've they've sort of shot up the table, haven't they? Just on the periphery of the playoffs now. Yeah. Jim Bentley finds, in fairness, for that one, uh, Aaron Collins. Yeah, doing very, very well. And, yeah, yeah he is. Talented player. 
But let's see go. where we are on 28th of January at uh, at uh, five o'clock. See where we are then. Right. I, I like your confidence. Yeah, well, you've got to be confident, you? Yeah, of course you have, yeah. And there's plenty of points to play for, Jake, isn't there? Come on. There's, uh, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not even halfway through yet. I mean, obviously, by the time we get to Burton, we'll just about be halfway through. But um, people say that the league sort themselves out after 12 games. But there's always one or two teams who, who come good in the new year. And there's always one or two two teams who can't get arrested after new year. Which one are we going to be? <laughs> Hopefully the one that gets going after New Year. Um, <laughs> Good answer. I wish I'm confident we will. Um, to be honest, I do, th- yeah. I do think that Jake probably. I don't know if you agree with this, Jake, but if you look at the, you probably just level out after these eight games because if we've got these eight games now, allegedly easier standard. We must have had a bloody nightmare fixing this so far <laughs> for the first yeah. 21, 21 games. I mean, we've got a lot of e- not some easy games, but. More winnable games in in the next five or six. In the last in the last ten fifteen, we must have had some we had Plymouth away. You know all those sorts of difficult games to to take stock of. So yeah. you know it, it probably will be a bit more of a realistic league table after these eight. I think. Yeah, yeah, I'd say the same. Um, you probably heard the manager say that that we're in a you know a mini league of, of our own. You know down at the bottom. Um, you know no one expects us to go to Sheffield Wednesday or Ipswich or you know and I'm. You know, go and beat them, but we, you know, we need to take points off the teams that are in and around us. Um, like you say, the next eight games, it gives us a great chance to do that. Um, starting on Boxing Day, and you know, we need we need to start picking up wins. But like you say, we've, you know, I think we've only played 20, 20 21 games, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not even halfway through, so you know, there's a lot of play, not a lot of football to be played yet, and um, you know, we're looking forward to it, and you know, start picking up some wins hopefully. And whether it be right or not, but the long-range weather forecast has come back that the new year is going to go cold again. We're going to have another cold snap. And that affects fixtures because obviously we lost the Charlton game. Other people gained a foothold and got points because they, they were playing and other teams slipped back because they didn't. And uh, that's what I, I was looking at the weather this morning and uh, there was two different weather things saying yeah it's going to go <laughs> it was a minus 17 in Aberdeenshire on New Year's Day and I'm like whoa so uh, that that definitely affects the situation Joel doesn't it because you'll be you, there'll be teams playing three games uh, if they've got cup commitments they'll be playing three games a week into sort of March and April and that'll take its toll yeah possibly I think it's just one of those where we have to wait and see really I think I think to it's probably most of the teams around us are probably going to be out of the cup competitions by this point. I'd have to check that, but uh, probably not going to be have too, having too many teams left. But yeah, it's, it's one of those with the weather. You just got to kind of keep your fingers crossed and hope the fixtures fall in, the, in a nice way and that they don't get uh, too congested for ourselves. We should be all right when we go to uh, Pride Park. They've got uh, undersoil eating. So um, I was quite surprised Plymouth didn't actually. It's quite expensive, I think. But... Yeah, yeah, it probably is. But I mean, Plymouth get well. Plymouth got fourteen thousand on Saturday for crying out loud. So <laughs> anyway, there you go. What do I know? Um, right. So come to Charlie with the club news. What's happening, Charlie? Anything? Nothing. Um, any updates? Any updates on the uh, the situation? I've got a list. I've got a list. I've got a list. Good lad. First of all, the Christmas party. I said, you go, Jake. We did, yeah. We yeah, did go. Really, really, really good. Thank you very Actually. much to the players and the managers, management there. Really, really well, really well, really well, well attended. Found a Santa from somewhere. I don't know what his name, what his background was, but 
Um, the one minute silence is burst, as everyone knows, for people who've, who've lost in the last few years. So yeah. remembering people who have died in the last year, it's been too many this year, sadly. Um, real shame we missed out on the women's game on the 11th, so the 12th of um, the 11th of December, and obviously the, the Charlton fixture the day before. But you're well, well up for that, were you, Jake? We're ready to go for that game. Cancelled. We were looking forward to that. It obviously, affects the uh, the momentum of the women's football support, and obviously the, the game receipts and the, and the you know new ratio Tuesday isn't great for the club's money either. But that was a shame. Um, water is it back on in Morecambe now? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we've got running water, and we never lost it in Asian because uh, uh, I'm very fortunate. We live in Asian at the top of the hill, and apparently, I'm reliably informed by United Utilities that. Uh, they wouldn't switch the water off in Asian because it switched it off to the power station and you can't do it. <laughs> but you know, overall, we're, 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 it's tough at the moment, right? Tough for everyone, all, all the staff, the players, the directors, everyone with the un, un, uncertain with the situation with the um, sale of the club. It's not easy for anyone because obviously it makes people feel uncomfortable. You don't know where you're going to be, but everyone's trying their best possible. Everyone's motivated. We're just trying to get through it, and make sure it's all goes. We can get some sort of transaction going in the next four to six weeks, hopefully. So it it, it, it is right then that there are there are it, when when James came on two weeks ago, he did say that there was uh, shall we say somebody's appeared out of the pack who seems to be a little bit more serious than the rest. That's still the case. That's correct. Yeah, it's, 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 it's progressing with the FL at the moment for right. the checks. Um, Makes me see whether that will go through, but you never know. But um, again, it's not really our call as the directors. You know, we can we run the club best we can on the resources we've got. And it's frustrating. We've seen, you know, uh, I think we've seen the uh, budgets. We haven't got the lowest budget in the league. But, you know, Ipswich is 11 million, I think. Whoa. 11 million. Ours is two, 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 two and a half. <laughs> you know, so we're up against this. <laughs> You know, people have a go at us for not you know, beating Ipswich 4 0 home. Well, there's your answer, really. Um, so we're just trying our, our damnedest to do the best we possibly can do. And if you get a new owner who's got a bit more cash, more money to invest into the squad, into the club, then we'll be in a bright future. But uh, it isn't certain, you know, and it's, 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 it's uncomfortable for everyone, players, players and staff, particularly, even for us as well. The Jameses, the Charlies, the Grahams, the dealing with these things it's not it's not easy so it's uh no we just need to try and get try and get some wins on the ball please jake to try and get everyone buzzing again no pressure <laughs> we'll try our best we'll try our is that is that is that good enough good enough explanation what's going yeah, on that is yeah that's that's all i want charlie just an update oh, i can't say too much but uh oh, hopefully it'll be sorted out in the next few weeks yeah hopefully and it's not and if it's not sorted out in the next few weeks there are there's lots of other interested parties behind these people so, yeah it's, you know, it's a great, it's a great investment. Um, no debt, really good opportunity, and uh, we'll see we on. Free, I'm, really, I'm going to have to go, my friend. Okay. Maybe duty. The wife just texted me, probably see all the boys in bed. They're not in bed. They're watching YouTube on on the big TV. I'm going to get in trouble. So, got to go. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry you too. Cheers, Charlie. Cheers, Dave, wish you all the best. Yeah. See you soon. Cheers, Charlie. See you, Charlie. See you. So, final thing, Shrimp's Trust. Yeah. what have you got yeah just kind of echoing similar to what charlie said about the success of the uh the christmas party 
uh, yeah, it, 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 it went down really, really well. Obviously, the trust were providing the uh, the presents uh, for the kids who turned up uh, and hand them over. So yeah, it was a really nice occasion, really well attended, and like you know, like you said before, like great for the players to be able to get uh, to come down and do some autographs and pictures with with the kids and all that. Uh, and then finally, also the Charlton game saw the food bank collection suspended. Uh, yeah. I know, obviously. Paul Hodgson uh, set up a just giving, which was really good to try and get someone to kind of help help tick that over. But also, we're looking at trying to uh, sort it for one of the one of the other Christmas or New Year fixtures. Uh, I just I do I will need to double check if we've kind of got that sorted yet. But yeah, just keep an eye on Facebook, and we'll have some more details uh, or Twitter or whatever, and we'll have some more details on that pretty soon. Okay. So, uh, final question that I've got for Jake is: Is your dad going on the coach to Port Vale? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he'll make his own way there. To be fair, it's only an hour from Manchester, so yeah, I was going to say because I was just thinking, he must, surely he must have driven to Port Vale to watch you, so therefore he wouldn't be getting the coach. But there yeah, you. he has done numerous times, so I think, I think he'll make his own way. Just this, he'll, he'll probably have his own parking spot still, will he? Oh, I don't know. He might have rubbed his name off now, but you know, <laughs> he'll double check for sure. Yeah, true enough. Well, listen, thank you. Thank you very much for taking part, Nick. It's been great. Have a good Christmas. Uh, please, please, please um, tell everybody, give our be- everybody our best wishes in the dressing room. And if we could uh, get a couple of wins between uh, now and the Burton game, because there is only two games between now and the Burton game, then that would be great. <laughs> we'll try. We'll try our utmost, like always. So this has been uh, ShrimpNet 19 of the season. Uh, so we've done pretty well. We've made it to, well, we'll ne- next one will be the 5th of January. Thursday the 5th of January we'll record and get it out to you on Friday the 6th. And that'll be just before the Cheltenham game. So we'll have plenty to discuss then because obviously we'll have nine points out of nine. Jake has scored in each of them and Connor saved 14 pens. You heard it all here first. This has been Shrimp Net. Thanks for listening. And uh, speak to you in the new year.